0: In this episode, we explore the upcoming astrological waves, including the Leo full moon, our collective shift into Pisces season, the United States Pluto return, and this year of the lovers, and why you must love thyself through the vision of Venus and Mars. Let's dive in. Welcome to Stars, Stones, and Stories. I am your host, Rama, and together we are weaving ancient future wisdom as we birth the new earth. If you're into astrology, cosmology, living mythology, earth-based spirituality, and ancestral healing, you are home. If you've stumbled upon this podcast and are new to these topics, this is Sovereign Sanctuary to expand and deepen your wisdom. As a cosmic priestess, I witness many at the threshold of great transformation. I specialize in astrological divination, sacred sight activations, and priestess arts for the Aquarian Age. You may learn more about my work and budding mystery school at earthseedtemplearts.com or follow earthseedtemplearts on Instagram. This community is your opportunity to claim your story, your unique identity and power, knowing that you are the hero of your own journey. You are a hologram for the collective and you matter. The world needs your gifts and creativity now more than ever. Crystallize your medicine. Oh, great ancient ones, great ancestors we call to you. May you hear the voices of your descendants traversing through time and space. We humbly ask for your support, your wise medicine ways, and your genius solutions in these times. Dear ancestors, we wish to partner with you, for we know we cannot do this alone. As we traverse the mystery, we ask that you, our starry ancestors, are with us each breath of the way. May we have clarity of mind and crystalline vision to see through the dark. May we walk our paths of high, holy truth, as that is what is needed now more than ever. And so it is. Welcome to episode 45. This is the year of the lovers. And it is a year that is going to be very foundational to this new earth consciousness that we're building. And I'm really excited to be here with you to share more about what this really means and how you can apply this astrology into your lives. So I'm grateful that you're all circling up. Welcome to the new listeners. And I just want to take a moment to honor the fact that there have been over 20,000 downloads of Star Stones, and Stories. This podcast is less than two years old. And so I'm really grateful in your sacred time and attention and the way you show up to come dive into these episodes alongside with me because as i've stated in the past this is a form of collaboration it is a form of my art and i see it as a form of high service to be able to craft these episodes and share them with you all around the world there's 79 countries that are represented in the listener body of starstones and stories And sometimes I hear from people and they're like, I can't believe you don't charge for your podcast. And I know people do that. And this is the way that I look at it because I want to be clear, these podcasts are offerings of my devotional art. They take a good amount of time to prepare, usually at least three, sometimes more hours, uh, just to create the content. And then there's the time to record and then the time to edit and then the time to get it out there to you. And unfortunately, I haven't fully mastered the distribution part of it. And so that's why I always encourage you all, if you love this podcast, please share it with a few friends or loved ones Encourage them to listen. Take a moment if you have an iPhone to go to the podcast app and write a review for the podcast because it makes it more visible. All of this helps the growth. And how I see this is that I believe in our work, our sacred work, that we want to be able to share with people. And then, of course, we also need to draw an income to sustain our lives. And especially when we're on a spiritual path or we're working with mystical yogic technologies, a lot of people have this concept that it's not okay to make money within spiritual realms. The reality is We all live on earth and we're householders. The days of the yogi or the aesthetic in the cave far on, away from the village or, you know, the shaman that really serves the village, we have less and less of that. And in those cultures, of course, when the village is really and truly taking care of their medicine people, it makes sense that someone wouldn't have to charge for their healing sessions or for their spiritual teachings or the transmissions that they share. However, our culture is rapidly shifting. And as we're building this new earth, as I'm sure you're witnessing, this frequency of the spiritual realms is becoming more of the norm. More and more people are having awakenings. They're interested in the mystical arts. And so, because of that, that is becoming more of our mundane conversations and topics of interest, which means that we're creating new professional fields and it's really exciting. And with that, those who are in service, especially those who have committed to many years of deep study and mentorship and practice absolutely deserve to be paid for their time in exchange for what services they offer. I consider these podcast episodes as my seva, my service to my community. And in turn, I trust that the community that receives these gifts will offer that reciprocity and they will invest in divination sessions. They will invest in the online workshops and classes and courses I teach. They will invest in other offerings and pilgrimage. So there is that reciprocity that is taking place. And I know for some, finances might be really tight and you feel like you can't invest in those ways. And that's why I want to deliver these sacred starry arts to you so that your lives are elevated and uplifted in some small, humble way. I pray that that these transmissions are of true service to you. And so with that, we are in this year of the lovers, 2022. As we add up the numbers, we get six, which in the tarot, this is the major arcana card of the lovers. And the lover's card very much connects to the sign of Gemini. Some books will place it in Libra. However, from my understanding, it it really goes with the archetype of Gemini. And we think of Gemini as this duality and You've heard me speak of this before. If you've been listening, you've heard me speak of 29th degree of Sagittarius and this golden gate of God, and that which opposes it is the 29th degree of Gemini, and that is the silver gate of man. And some mystics believe that when a human incarnates, they have to pass through from the gate of God into the gate of man into their incarnation. I love this concept because I love really going into the depth of the Gemini energy. Gemini is quite often described as witty and curious and, you know, the twins, like a person that carries that duality within but can maybe be superficial or a bit of a mess because they don't always know what they want. And all of that can be true for sure. But there's definitely a deeper energy, a deeper frequency to Gemini that is so connected to this sacred dance of the yin and the yang, the feminine and the masculine, the king and the queen, the light and the dark, the negative and the positive charge. This is Eros and Eris, this is that sacred coming together, that sacred unification that Gemini is really teaching how one can create duality and bring it into unity consciousness from deep, deep within the physical body this is a very important theme to consider as we consider the year of the lovers. We're going to explore this a bit more through the current astrology as we're in a very significant time with Venus and Mars. They're in the sacred dance and the sacred dance absolutely goes back to July of 2021. I stewarded a Gamos masterclass And we explored this sacred unification when Venus and Mars were conjunct in Leo and that significance. And now in February and March of this year, Venus and Mars are conjunct once again. This has a phenomenal frequency to it because they are literally activating these Capricornian degrees, and then they go into Aquarius, and they're activating significant points in our astrology, significant points that we've been experiencing since 2020. These points that absolutely are tied to the Great Conjunction and to the global pandemic. I'm really excited to share this with you and to go more in depth. But first, I want to outline some of the other layers of the astrology we're facing right now. On February 14th, Monday, Moon Day, Pallas Athene shifts from Pisces into Aries. And Pallas Athene, she connects to Athena. In mythology, she is the daughter of Zeus as she was born from his head. And so she is this solar goddess. She's very fiery. She is A goddess of wisdom and justice. And I see her as this daughter of patriarchy, really bridging together the patriarchy and the matriarchy in a particular way as she is born from Zeus's head. There's that consciousness coming out of the mind of the god. Her fiery warrior self comes from her mind. She is very cerebral. And strategic and analytical. And where she lives in our chart is a space where we carry this divine feminine frequency of great wisdom and empowerment, and where we will absolutely be a warrior of justice, and we will be very intelligent and think outside the box. In Aries, collectively, Our creative intelligence, our original perceptions, our warrior queen protectress self is shifting into this fiery, passionate, cardinal energy of Aries that is very instinctual, that is inspired, that is able to be pioneering and daring and innovative and exuberant, courageous and unique. I believe this is really important because she has spent a good amount of 2021 circling with Neptune in Pisces, and as we know, Neptune went into Pisces in 2012. It's a very long transit in Pisces and very mystical, very beautiful, very expansive for our spiritual, religious, artistic, creative expressions, and yet also potentially very hazardous to the collective reality. There can be a leaning towards looking out with rose-colored glasses, or being overly trusting, or sticking our head in the sand, not wanting to see things as they truly are, being deceived, being very nebulous in where we stand on our beliefs, and uh, leaning very much into the realms of addiction and checking out. And I think we can all agree since 2012, that was a significant year. Many people thought as we moved into 2012, the earth was going to ascend or perhaps aliens were going to come and make themselves known and humanity was going to have this massive awakening and freedom people thought that humanity could be complete in one way as we know it was a great end to the Mayan calendar therefore neptune and pisces has had quite an impact on us if we think about how much has expanded within our cultures at large since 2012, I would definitely say more and more people are awakening. And when I use that term, I use it in a way where it is to say that more and more people are becoming more conscious to their day-to-day lives, meaning they're not just in that rhythm of like, wake up, go to work, come home, go to sleep, rinse and repeat. It's like this thirst, this desire to be more present and more conscious and to live life more fully. Therefore, Pallas Athene, as she transited alongside Neptune for a good chunk of 2021, now she is coming into this more activated Place. She's coming out of that mystical, dreamy, colorful landscape when she was in Pisces. And now she's really ready to be daring, to be courageous, to stand up for her values. And therefore, we can harness Pallas Athene in the weeks, the months to come to assist us in taking. Action where it is time. One of the calls for 2022 is a level of intentional applied action. There are times where it's going to be very important where we move the energy forward. And as we're speaking of this forward momentum, also on the 14th, on Monday, at 4.53 p.m. And these times that I give you, they're always in Eastern time zone. We're currently in Eastern Standard time zone. It's important to understand that if you're interested in calculating charts or looking for your own time zone, you move the hours appropriately. So Mercury enters Aquarius and Mercury has was retrograde at the beginning of 2022 and Mercury went back into Capricorn and has been on quite a journey tracing over these degrees of the great conjunction and dancing alongside Pluto and on the 14th Monday Mercury enters, re-enters the sign of Aquarius. Now Mercury is this messenger, God really um, carrying this archetype of the psychopomp, going to speak to the gods on behalf of humanity and vice versa, bringing messages back from the gods. Mercury is very important, governing our thinking, our ability to be logical, the ways we communicate, how we learn and speak and use language anything that could be proved by the five senses. Mercury really builds this bridge between the conscious and unconscious minds and helps to integrate into conscious awareness what is happening within the hidden depths of the psyche. A couple of episodes back, we spoke in depth about Mercury and this liminal space that is opened up during retrogrades, and I quite often connect Mercury to Thoth, to Huti, the Egyptian god of magic that created writing, hieroglyphs, that is one of the most important, significant psychopomp figures within Egyptian cosmology. And this archetype of Mercury of Hermes originally was taken from the Egyptian cosmos. As Mercury enters into Aquarius, it means we are shifting our collective thinking and the ways we speak from these concrete ways to being more logical, more theoretical with our visions. Aquarius is wishing to speak in a way and to think in a way that is very reforming, that is considering the universal mind, that is altruistic, freedom-loving original, intuitive, and inventive. As we are tracing back over these retrograde points, what we have learned, what was said, there's this completion that comes through the finale of the retrograde. And it is the following week that Mercury officially clears that shadow of the retrograde And within the year of 2022, we have three more retrogrades coming. All of these retrogrades begin in air signs and then shift back into earth signs. Therefore, we're dealing with this way in which we are logical and concrete and pragmatic with our thinking. These retrogrades of 2022 are definitely a little more hairy because they are affecting both the earth and air elements, meaning they're really affecting all of our technology and our appliances and our gadgets and the internet at large and our mundane day-to-day lives. Although I speak a lot about Mercury retrogrades and how I actually really love these times, these retrogrades in 2022 are retrogrades that we want to be prudent with our electronics and just take care to make sure our technology is well backed up. On Tuesday the 15th at 11:56 a.m we have the Leo full moon. Now the Leo moon comes in at 27 degrees 59 arc minutes therefore The sun is at 27 degrees, 59 arc minutes Aquarius. And this is very, very significant because we have coming up the following Sunday, we have the United States Pluto return, and that is going to happen at 28 degrees Capricorn. So if you have any planets or asteroids that are significant, Chiron, the sun, the moon, anything that hangs out in your chart that you can round up to 28 degrees, know that this full moon that's coming up and the USA Pluto return is hitting you in a very particular way. And if you want to know more about that and what it means, you can always book a session with me and we can dive into that. Full moons oppose the sun there is this illumination that takes place from when we first planted our seeds of intention now this is the full moon that comes after the new moon lunar in bulk and aquarius this was a very significant portal that was opened i taught a 2022 master class and that's still available if you want to dive into that journey with us It was very significant. We went over all of the major transits for 2022 and how you can apply that astrology to your lives. So, if you want to plan out and vision, I highly, highly encourage you to invest in that masterclass because this is a year, as it is the year of the lovers. This is a year where we want to make sophisticated action. And as it is a water tiger year, and when we look at the archetype of the tiger, and the tiger takes action, it pounces on things, but then it retreats and it rests. And so you need to know when is a good time for you to take action and when is a good time for you to rest and renew. Once Jupiter shifts into Aries in the early spring, there is going to be such a forward momentum that. People are going to do very spontaneous things, and some of the things are not going to stand. They're not going to go the distance. We want to use our energy to be sophisticated. There is that quote by J.P. Morgan Millionaires don't use astrology, billionaires do. Astrology is an art, it's a science. It is an opportunity to dive deep into your psyche, your soul. It is something that you can utilize for medical astrology, for business techniques. Astrology is so vast, and there's so many kinds of astrology out there, and they're all very useful. I see a lot of astrologers these days discovering certain styles of astrology and discrediting others. And what I've discovered in my time of reading and learning about astrology for over 25 years now and studying with mentors and also on a journey, a four-year journey to get a master of arts in cultural astronomy and astrology, I've discovered that every style of astrology works and it works well. It's more about who the practitioner is than the particular style of astrology. So I just wish to name that because I don't like how astrologers are slandering different forms of astrology. I think that all of them have value and trust what you're drawn into and believe in that. There might be times where you think, that one style of astrology works best for you and then you surprise yourself a decade later and you get into a whole other style. I, I just think it's important that we really respect one another's crafts and the ways we show up in our lives. It's like yoga, right? Like I've practiced and studied and taught style of kundalini yoga for many, many years. I've also studied and trained within hatha yoga. And it's very easy to say, oh, you know, hatha yoga is the best or kundalini yoga is the best. It really depends on who you are and what you need at that time in your life. And it's like that with everything. My style is a blend. It's like my own unique blend. I'm definitely a Western tropical astrologer who leans towards evolutionary astrology. I also have studied traditional techniques and I do consider them. I do apply them when it feels correct into my astrology as well. I work deep with the psyche and psychological astrology, and my astrology is absolutely very soul-based and very intuitively driven. I lean very much upon the asteroid goddesses, and I have for a good like five, six years now, as I've studied with Demetra George, who has really solidified their standing in astrology. I also work with Chiron a lot as well, all the time. I think he's very significant and carries the weight of a transpersonal planet. That being said, I'm always studying and learning, and I'm diving into new forms of astrology. However, I don't speak or share about those on a public platform until I feel like I'm starting to reach some level of, I don't want to say mastery because I feel like I'm a perpetual student of astrology, but just to where I feel more comfortable in really owning those archetypes and that languaging. As we come to this Leo full moon, as I said, it's activating that which we planted with the Aquarius new moon in bulk. And that was a very important new moon. It laid the foundation, the template, the scaffolding, the bones, so to speak, for the entire rest of the year of 2022 into January of 2023. This Leo full moon is a very important full moon. It's activating the axis of Leo and Aquarius. And Leo is in its high heart. It is all about creative self-expression, really activating the inner child, coming from true heart medicine, being in complete devoted radiance, being in nobility, in queenship, kingship, whatever sort of like royal, divine archetype you want to claim to, it is a space that is creative and confident and generous. And this full moon is wanting to activate those attributes within you. Meanwhile, with the sun in Aquarius, there is that access of Also being in service to humanity and working with groups and organizations and friends and being altruistic in your love and really caring about how to evolve the world in a conscious way. Leo is the lion and Aquarius as the water bearer is also very much connected to the archetype of the unicorn and this is a quickening full moon. It is a powerful full moon that is, as I said, it's stirring the seeds from the winter solstice that are beginning to like sprout within bulk. There's a there's a quickening, there's a stirring in the consciousness of our creativity as we are stirring within the the womb of the great mother. And this full moon, as it is fully activated, we have the sun in Aquarius moving out of conjunction with Saturn. So that's really going to start to lighten up our collective energy, because the first couple of weeks in February had that heaviness with the sun and Mercury um, hanging out still in that conjunction with. Saturn and Mercury being in the conjunction with Pluto. Now, what's also interesting with this full moon is that we do have Venus and Mars coming together. Venus is at 16 degrees 56 arc minutes. Mars is at 16 degrees 57 arc minutes. They're one arc minute away from one another in Capricorn. And as I mentioned, they had their conjunction In July in Leo. So this is the Leo full moon, but now Venus and Mars are in Capricorn. And they are about to trace over the degrees of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that happened in January of 2020. They're tracing over the space where we had the eclipse, where there was Mars and Pluto and Saturn, and the sun and moon. I mean, it was a whole massive Capricorn stellium. And in this Leo full moon, we also have Vesta in Capricorn. She's at 19 degrees, three arc minutes. So she is in that marriage, that unification with Venus and Mars. And Vesta is this archetype of our devotion, our devotional flame. Venus is what we love and value and how we express our love and our passion, and Mars is our instinct and our drive and our warriorship and that very like primal, divine, masculine energy, whereas Venus is that primal, divine, feminine energy, and this full moon is illuminating that which we could say has been planted absolutely at the Leo new moon in 2021 after the Venus and Mars conjunction. So I want that to sort of stir within your psyche. And I want to also speak to when the full moon is exact, both the sun in Aquarius, the moon in Leo, square, Ceres and Gemini, and the nodes of fate in Taurus and Scorpio. So, Ceres is how we love and nurture, and she's at the first degree of Gemini. It's all through the mind and our creative capacity to be that storyteller, that wild kind of coyote, trickster, medicine. And the north node in Taurus is going on a journey around that which we possess, that which we have, that which we value, that which we love, because the North Node is ruled by Venus. So there's this really interesting thread, and the South Node in Scorpio is absolutely traditionally ruled by Mars. So in this full moon, we have Venus and Mars meeting up together in Capricorn, We have the North Node, which is ruled by Venus, squaring the Sun and Moon, and the South Node, which is ruled by Mars, squaring the Sun and Moon. And we're not in eclipse season yet, but we can absolutely say this is getting us ready for our 2022 first wave of the Beltana eclipses. This astrology this year is like really intricate and so beautiful. And I know for some of you, if you're totally brand new to astrology, you might be like, whoa, like what is she talking about? And I just want to encourage you to hang in there. Astrology is the language of the Aquarian age and we learn it by listening to it, by looking and studying and soaking it in like a sponge. So I encourage you to be patient and to understand that when I speak in these podcasts and when I Speak in private sessions and teachings, I'm always speaking very much at different levels simultaneously. So, if you're considered to be a more advanced student or a beginning student, you're able to receive at multiple levels at once. And I also just want to encourage you if you are passionate about this language of the Aquarian Age and you want to know more about it through my. You know, understanding and my passion and many years of study, please make sure you're signed up for my Venetian love notes, which you can go to my website, earthseedtemplearts.com, and do that, or you can click into the show notes of the bio and sign up. And I encourage that because I am launching my first astrology course very soon, and I want to make sure you're in the know of it. And I also have some other really cool things that are coming out, including a free gift for my Venetian Love Notes subscribers. So I encourage you to receive those because these podcasts come out every other Friday, but the Venetian Love Notes come out every Friday and you get a little update about what's happening with our cosmological weather and whatever else feels really alive in the moment. As we look to the Leo full moon at 28 degrees Leo, the Sabian symbol for this is many little birds on a limb of a big tree. This is about a wide, perhaps openness that brings in this multiplicity of inspiring potentialities a stage in spiritual life in the quest where one's consciousness aspires to greater realizations and you feel flooded with new ideas and new possibilities. There's this focus to vision. And the star sparks for this is men doing gymnastics, how one may take up a fierce discipline Move the body, be here now, hold a steady, strong picture, the obstacle, the struggle itself. This is about embodiment, like true physical embodiment, and how, on one level, it might be better to be in the midst of your suffering than coast through a world of fantasy and delusion. When presence is gathered in, There is an opportunity to actually experience great joy and freedom. There is an honest truth that opens and a karmic resolve that may take place, may transpire. This crystal element that's associated with 28 degrees, Leo, is the blue opal. And the blue opal has that blue-colored appearance. It helps ideas flow freely and promotes confidence in how one may interpret intuitive voice and to also invite in higher, more angelic energies. Therefore, with this 28 degrees Leo, there is a focus around Your consideration and how you may enjoy light interactions with others, and how you wish to affirm that you share your time and knowledge with people who appreciate you. Therefore, this Leo full moon is a really important touchstone in the astrology of 2022. And we're going to continue to weave with this astrology, particularly with the United States Pluto return. Regardless of where you live in the world, this Pluto return is going to absolutely in fa- affect our entire global community. But first, I just want to say if you don't already know me and my work, I'm Rama, I'm an artist, astrologer, alchemical mentor, a cosmic high priestess, an herbalist, a grid keeper, a steward of pilgrimages, a sound healer, and the creatrix of this podcast, and also a budding mystery school, Earthseed Temple Arts Mysterium. I have been studying the stars for well over 25 years and have just completed my dissertation to receive a Master of Arts in Cultural Astronomy and Astrology through the Sophia Center, which is a part of the University of Wales. And in my dissertation, I discussed the great conjunctions of 2020. And I did research connecting with practicing astrologers and also went back through time and space to when the ancient Islamic Arabic astrologers created this way of tracking these conjunctions. So I'm really passionate about these great conjunctions and what we went through in 2020 is absolutely age defining astrology. It is absolutely having an impact of where we are in 2022 and where we'll be in 2044. This astrology is one for the books and when people speak to we are building this ancient future new earth that might sound woo to you on some level However, I want to absolutely say it is grounded in the astrology, and when we understand astrology, we know that well-respected intellectuals thousands and thousands of years ago were all astrologers. So this is an art and a science. It's a technology, and I'm really passionate about utilizing the Western tropical techniques and melding traditional psychological evolutionary and intuitive methods into my practice. I encourage you to book a session with me to receive a high caliber divination session if you've not. I also encourage you if you love astrology and you're passionate about it, I think it's really beneficial to check in about once every three months with a skilled astrologer to see what you're being asked to focus on, and I love providing that support for the people I connect with. I also encourage you to check me out on Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash Tribe if you're interested in that mutual reciprocity. If you do live in Appalachia, I am offering a six-week kundalini yoga meditation, sound healing, and community tea gathering called Romance Yourself. It will begin this upcoming Monday from 6 to 8 p.m., and you can message me direct for the invitation. We've all been through a truly dark experience, and as many of you know, I took a year and a half sabbatical from teaching kundalini yoga to explore my relationship to this practice by absolutely allowing it to fall to ashes. I'm at a place now in my life where the phoenix is rising, and I've been feeling this urge for a number of months to start teaching again, and it's time I am going to teach it in my own unique way. I can't make promises about how I'm going to language or what I'm going to do, given the fallout with all of the information about Yogi Bhajan. And I've discussed that in previous podcasts, so I'm not going to go into depth about it, but I just want to say that I really went through a deep journey when I was in Egypt in December of 2021, and part of that journey as one of my mentors, my teacher, elder, Melodoma Sommei was crossing over. It was a significant time for me to be in Egypt with that really potent eclipse, and part of the inner work that I experienced was so much around The practices that I've been introduced to and I've invited into my life, and how I'm at a place where I really want to support people. And that has absolutely been my mission for many, many years, consciously since 2008. I've just come to this place once you go through some of these midlife activations, like Pluto square Pluto, Neptune square Neptune, the Uranus opposition, you come to a place of understanding that no matter what you do in the world, there will always be people. There will always be slander against you. There will always be critics. It's inevitable. And quite often it can be some of the people who you think you love the most, who think love you the most, who really have your back. And so I share this in the sense that I've just come to a place of knowing that regardless of what I do in the world and what I stand for, there's always going to be critiques. What is most important is to stay true to my own values, to my own mission, to my own vision statement, and to work from there. And I have seen over the years Absolute miracles transform in my life and in other lives through the practice of kundalini yoga. And it is time we are living in that age where people are so bogged down by information and the technology, and it's really overwhelming our nervous systems. And what I love about this practice is that it gives us immediate solutions and applications. And I also love this practice because I do believe that it pairs really well with astrology. And I love blending the two, particularly with the stone medicine and with the embodiment earth elemental wisdom, which is the foundation of every single offering I birth in the world. So if these are things you're passionate about, I just want to say thank you again for being here and being a part of this community. And please make sure you're receiving my weekly Venetian love notes. As I mentioned earlier, there's a free gift coming. I want to make sure you receive that. Uh, there will also be an invitation coming soon for to join in a Pluto Return Global Meditation. So I want to make sure you're on the pulse of that. And I also just want to say if you love this podcast, take a moment, make sure you're following me on social media, instagram.com backslash earthseed temple arts. I'm also on TikTok and Facebook. You can find me backslash Rama Tribe. I have been pretty quiet on social media since January and really for off and on 2021. I'm having a hard time interacting with these platforms. I find them like a walking landmine, and I'm sure you might as well. You never know when there's going to be an explosion. That being said, social media is a phenomenal tool, and I think it can be a great way for us to connect. I have met some amazing people through social media who have come on pilgrimage or come to... A retreat or some other in person offering where I got to know them. And I was just so grateful that we were able to connect in that way. So I do really love and value it. And I just want to acknowledge I've been pretty radio silent, but there's going to be more activity as I get my momentum going after finishing grad school that was that was a major major time of my life. four whole years and two of those years were in a global pandemic. I went through a divorce in grad school. I'm also a mother. There's been a lot of massive changes that I never saw taking place when I entered the program. And yet, I'm so grateful for the journey. So I just want to say, if you're out there and you're on an educational journey or there's some sort of experience you're going through and you feel that pressure and you you know you want to finish, I want to encourage you to just keep up. You can do it. I went through my program with some of the greatest stress I've ever faced in my life, and I got through it, and i it was hard. It was hard to think academically with some really deep emotional and psychological pressures, but I was able to do it through my determination and just showing up every single day, even if it's just like a little bit here and there, it makes all the difference. And this keep up spirit is... That which will really get us through these times. So, you know, some days we do just have to lay low and rest, but when we can to get back on and just, you know, like commit whatever your vision is, just a little bit each and every day, and you will go the distance. I guarantee you, you will. When you put that energy into it and that focus and your love and your devotion, miracles happen and forces show up to support you, forces outside of yourself that you never even imagined. So I just share that with you as a prayer for whatever your dreams are, whatever your visions are hold on to them and please, if you haven't like seeded your dreams for 2022, please do so. Like map it out. think about the year as a whole and just like what you want to create in your personal life and your mental and physical and spiritual and emotional health and in your familial life and your relationships and your finances and your work or your business. And in your travel and those long distance dreams, what are they? Because we have to feed our dreams. Like when we do, we create them and we are the living, breathing miracles. If we just hold on to it as this possibility, but we don't vision it, we don't map it out, and we don't put action in our lives, then it stays elusive and ephemeral. And this brings us to Friday, February 18th, the sun enters Pisces. This is the land of the ephemeral. This is collective cosmic energy Water and mutable, ever changing, oceanic, the vision to commit to self, to a dream, to an ideal, and to work towards its realization. Pisces wishes to imagine, and so we're coming into the realm of the imaginal, to the mystical, creative, artistic part of ourselves that is the channel that is the seeker, the psychic, that is the priest, the priestess, that is unconditionally loving, that is compassionate, that absolutely can be delusional and can be the addict and can be the martyr and can be the victim. And this journey can struggle so much with escapism. So as we enter... In this time with the sun in Pisces, we're coming into a very kind of spiritual portal that we're going to go through February and March and April. There's a lot of expansive energy available for ourselves. There is a frequency where you may absolutely connect in with your higher self, your mystical self. And it's very much attainable in the 3D body. So please use this time. We went in depth about it in the 2022 masterclass. And as we come to Sunday, February 20th, we have the United States Pluto return with Capricorn degrees at 27 degrees, 32 arc minutes. It's 11.59 p.m. or sorry, a.m and that the chart I'm looking at is cast in Washington, D.C. because this is the nation's capital. As I mentioned before, the United States Pluto return will impact our entire global community. I also want to say this is a long-term transit, meaning, yes, we have this moment on Sunday, and it's the first of three exact alignments, but In truth, we've been in the United States, Pluto return. Absolutely, we've been feeling those waves for a couple of years now. Some astrologers who practice sidereal will say that we don't go into the Pluto return until 2024. So I want to honor and acknowledge that as well. And like I said, I see this as a window. So I would really say from 2020 through 2026, we're feeling the ramifications of the United States Pluto return. Now Pluto moves slow. It takes about 248 years for a full rotation through the signs of the zodiac. And this is the first time the United States Pluto has come to where it was when the nation was first formed. This is a really big deal. It's a rite of passage for a nation to go through a Pluto return. And I think it's a really big deal for the United States as a whole. If you're familiar with the uh, true, the real United States history, her story, it's much more than what is taught in your average book, history book out there it has absolutely been modified. We know that this land was taken through genocide and it was built upon the backs of people who were enslaved, Africans who were enslaved and brought over to this country. And then they built the nation after the genocide of the indigenous Americans. So we have Layers of genocide and imprisonment, slavery taking place as to what built the roots, the foundation of this very culture. And the Pluto return is returning to the roots, to the foundation. So this is a big moment for the entire world. Because we know, regardless of anyone's political beliefs, the United States is absolutely still seen as one of the superpowers in the world and has absolutely affected global culture in so many ways. As a child in the 80s, I lived in Europe and I traveled in Europe frequently and I left Europe in 1989 when I was almost 10 and then was not able to return to Europe until I was about 23 so it was about 13 years later and what I saw of Europe in those 13 years later it was completely different and becoming very americanized and that has happened in many countries around the world and this concept of americanized i mean we could we could riff on this for many podcasts the culture has been bleached it is a form of really bleaching people's true cultural identities their indigenous roots and roles so they come into a homogenized culture, which we see very much in the West. It is this concept of nuclear families and people just going at life on their own, no real community to lean upon, no real culture to call upon, no true identity through food, through music, through clothing. So much of that has been taken away to create this homogenization through the deliverance of the corporations, the corporations that create our clothing, that create our pharmaceuticals, that create our foods. It's so many layers. So much of this goes to this concept of the United States, which what it was really built upon On some level is freedom and equality for all, justice for all, a land for all. However, you can't say that that's what it is when you're creating genocide amongst those who lived here first and you're building cities upon their sacred burial grounds. So there's been a motto, but then what actually the actual action has not been equivalent to the promise And so the Pluto return is an opportunity for us to go down to the root system and to clean it out and to bring it into integrity. This is a big, massive ask because every single one of us, especially those who are residing in the United States or who were born in the United States, so even if you've, you're a global citizen and you're living in another country, you're still going to be affected by this Pluto return. It's requiring us to go deep into our psyches and excavate the part of our life where the Pluto return is transpiring. So as I mentioned, it's at that 28 degrees of Capricorn, and I would really Take it from about 22 to 29 degrees, Capricorn, this whole window. And because there have been a lot of conjunctions and massive interactions on those Capricornian degrees, that's the window of transformation. That's where you want to get real with yourself. You want to be in integrity with yourself, looking at what house is being awoken through this Pluto return. The degree of 28 Capricorn is a large aviary. This is about the enjoyment of spiritual values by the soul able to familiarize itself with their implications. This is the Sabian symbol for this degree. And as we know, birds are ancient, they're primordial, they're spiritual symbols. We've journeyed with the bird medicine in a number of meditations through this podcast. I speak quite a lot about the Nekbet goddess, the vulture goddess. Many Neolithic and Paleolithic cultures honored some form, some variation of the bird goddess. This is the symbol of the great goddess herself. And these ancient indigenous cultures and their reverence are paying homage to creation. And this symbol is connecting to the psychic realms, perhaps bringing joy and harmony to consciousness. The star sparks for 28 degrees Capricorn is a mirror covered with a fine film of dust. How to see through a glass darkly. Consciousness tracing the past visions, old cycles, everything that has gone on that seems to be repeating itself all over again, there it is again. What is necessary is a collective purging of ghosts. The burden of responsibility lies with us all, a reckoning, a calling up of shadows, a bearing of the soul we come to realize that we must let go of any and all blame to see the whole picture and cease demanding that it should have been another way to harness divine timing and to believe the theme with 28 degrees capricorn is community and it connects to the milk opal milk opal is white it can be transparent to translucent and it enhances audience. It brings in good news, harmony, cooperation, and invites that angelic realm into your life. The message here is that collective boundaries support safety and sustainable lifestyles. The affirmation is, I stand with my friends and family in the light. So we know with this Pluto return that our community is going to be very important. We also know that we are being asked, every single one of us, to go deep into the shadow realm of where this is happening within our charts, to purge the collective ghost by purging our own ghost, our own karmic release. And as I mentioned, the 20th of February is the first point of the Pluto return. Then on the 11th of July, we have another point which is going to stir up more tension around it. And then on the 28th of December, we come to that final closing point and where we are personally and collectively by the 28th of December is absolutely going to be foundational for the next 248 years and beyond absolutely foundational into this new earth that we are building together. Now, as we know, Pluto is an archetypal force of great transformation, of judgment, of psychological death, and rebirth. This is the lord of the underworld, also the goddess of the underworld, where Pluto lives in our birth chart. We are particularly vulnerable to distortions or navigational errors based on the places and spaces where our own unprocessed wounding resides. So Pluto wants us to explore that unprocessed wounding so that we may use it as a frequency of great transformation, as a harnessing of kundalini energy that can rise from the base of the spine and up and out through the layers out into the cosmos for great regeneration and renewal. Pluto and Capricorn is going deep into the structures. It is looking deep into government organizations, to corporations, to administration, to where there has been order and deliberation, and where there has perhaps been an obsession with order, or where there's been too much control, or rigidness, or Fear or um, restrictions, or there's been a coldness or a calculating energy, and all of that is being excavated. It's very massive, and at the exact alignment of this first mark of the Pluto return on February 20th, Venus and Mars are conjunct. Venus is at 19 degrees, 26 arc minutes. Capricorn, Mars is at 19 degrees, 54 arc minutes, Capricorn. And then of course there's Vesta only a couple of degrees away from them. So there's this great devotion and our divine feminine and our divine masculine that lives deep within is also going through a resurrection and a renewal process, This is such potent, potent astrology because, as I mentioned, Venus and Mars are tracing over the degrees of the great conjunction of everything that got stirred up with the Saturn Pluto conjunction in January of 2020 and all the other great conjunctions that happened throughout the year of 2020. There were a whole slew of them and all of that is getting stirred up and now Venus and Mars are coming to bring action to our lives. We have been stirred up deep in our psyches and things have fallen away. Things have purged from our lives. There has been a great purification all the way down to the very bones of who we are. And now Venus and Mars and Vesta want to take action. They want to bring the purity of the ancestral flame from the other world into this now moment so that we may begin to apply the solutions, the new strategies to build the new earth consciously. This is a conscious collaboration and every single one of us alive here on earth now, breathing, has the opportunity to be a part of this conscious collaboration. In fact, you are collaborating, whether you're consciously aware of it, or not. And so the beauty is to become more conscious in our collaboration and to apply our energy more consciously and with reverence and with love and with that tending devotion of the Vestal Virgins, that purity of flame. And as I spoke about in the 2022 Masterclass, this is the year of the ancestors. This is the year of fire and dagra cosmology as brought to the West by Elder Maladomo Somme. This is absolutely a year of miracles. However, the miracles will not come to light if we are not consciously partnering with the other world. In this Pluto return, Mercury is also conjunct Juno in Aquarius, and Juno is what we're married to, and so we're married to these progressive values, avant-garde, being original. Saturn, as we know, has been in Aquarius, and the Sun has left the conjunction with Saturn and now is in Pisces, coming to meet up with the Jupiter in Pisces who is going to meet up with Neptune and Pisces. This is how we're starting to really build this like greater spiritual awakening. It is a momentum and it is beautiful. So this Pluto return offers the United States a resurrection moment. And the question is, how do we rebirth our origin story? This is particular for those who are born in the United States or call it home in any way. What are we shifting collectively? This is a question for all of us in the world, because our value systems must align with the new earth consciousness and what we believe in for the distance. How do we shift from me to we consciousness? And like that, as we come to Wednesday, the 23rd of February, we come to the last quarter moon closing up the cycle from the new moon lunar in bulk. In Aquarius. And I just wish to say that our life is like a poem, a song. You are the artist, the creator, the author of your life. And we're all in the process of transformation. We're all here on the earth, a mixture of these different elements celestial elements, earthly elements. And the astrological influence over our lives is in contrast to this terrestrial element of earth. And we're here collaborating, collaborating with one another, going through this journey of discovery of who am I and what does the world around me expect me to say and what is the truth? And there is this opportunity to really express who we are and to be here, to be our unique creative selves. I've spoken about this at length throughout these podcasts on how each one of us is an artist, a creator. We are absolutely an entrepreneur of our lives. And when we shift our vision to really see life from that perspective, it is a place of great empowerment because it gives us the key to walk forth as a leader in our nobility in life. It also requires great responsibility because we must dissolve the spaces and places where we wish to blame others or rely on others. And that being said, there are a number of people within the realm of humanity that are happy to be led, that are happy to have an oppressive family member or government or organization tell them what to do. And so this mode of leadership Not every single human is fully ready to step into it. However, if you're here circled up within stars, stones, and stories, you are absolutely ready. You are primed to step into this great nobility. And the astrology that we've been experiencing collectively has been preparing us. It's been tempering us as we've been going from that Carbon into this diamond mind. And so, as we walk the earth with compassion, with being grounded by tuning into your local community and by tuning into your physical body and trusting your gut instincts, then you are able to make the important decisions you need to at any given moment. You're able to really know how to be in devotion and in service to first and foremost yourself and ultimately to others. And many people in the world right now are desiring to have more presence in their lives, to have more substance in their lives. Many people are choosing experiences over things. They're choosing that they would rather enjoy their time and utilize their their funds, their monetary investments to doing activities and having experiences that are enriching over buying more stuff or things that you have to take care of. Many people are cleaning out their homes, they're lightening up, they're also really valuing the time that they spend with loved ones, and going outside and placing their bodies on Mother Earth. And so this is a social trend that is definitely becoming more and more alive within our collective reality. And I want to encourage you with all of the astrological things I've spoken about in this podcast, absolutely look to 22 to 28, 29 degrees Capricorn of your chart to see where you're going to be most activated to purge and dissolve and consciously rebuild and renew in this time. The reality is you've been doing this work definitely for the past couple of years. So it's not going to be too much of a surprise, but it's an opportunity to gain greater clarity and to take that amplified, sophisticated action. Venus and Mars are in their divine marriage once more, showing what we love and deeply value with how we take action in the world. Venus connecting to that divine feminine frequency of the goddess herself, of beauty, of nature, of a celebration of elements, and art, and culture, and Mars connecting to that divine masculine principle of vitality, the God, the protector, the one who is courageous and who creates the sacred haven and will defend it at all costs. These two planets met on July 13th last year, 2021, at 19 degrees, 48 arc minutes Leo, And we dove deep into this meaning in the Jairus Gamos Masterclass. In 2022, this marriage once more begins around the 14th of February at 16 degrees Capricorn, and they dance together through March into the sign of Aquarius, tracing over the one degrees of the Jupiter-Saturn great conjunction on December 21st, 2020. What is happening is a great awakening, a stirring of the seeds that were planted in winter solstice as both Venus and Mars are action oriented in our 3D world. This is the lion and the unicorn amplifying, coming together, illuminating the access of our unique, independent self expression, our dynamic, authoritative stance, where we are radiant, where we are majestic where we are playful, where we are generous, and where we are reforming and humanitarian, socially minded, unconventional, brilliant, and unorthodox. The polarity of Venus and Mars from their conjunction last year in July to this year in 2022, the year of the lovers, the year of miracles, the year of our ancestral connection. And now they are traveling At these degrees of Capricorn, and by mid March, they're dancing at 810 degrees Aquarius and continue to travel closely together until the end of March. This is a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to really vision and begin to take strategic, amplified action, all the while holding those sacred flames of devotion in your heart in your hearth, in your sacred time travel device. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Tend your flame, tend your flame in all the ways. And as you do so, this is a great service to all of humanity, to Mother Earth herself, to your ancestors, to the cosmos, to the great elemental wisdom. Blessed be. Please take a moment to turn off your phone, any other electronic devices, to close your door and come and lie down or sit quietly in a space that feels comfortable taking perhaps a sip of water whatever you need to settle into the space to be present to find center to find relaxation Take some long, deep breaths as you settle in a little bit more, perhaps moving throughout the body, shifting here and there, finding that perfect equilibrium, that still point as you come fully rested into this now moment, dropping away all thoughts letting the mind find ease beginning to imagine that this cascade of the most pure holy water is rushing over your body so elegantly so gently as the water moves through your body literally through the cells of your being you are cleansed and washed pure in this time and this space all fears all concerns all disease is washed away with the water that literally goes through every part of who you are deep into your essence restoring you here and now and just Continue to allow that water to rush through you, around you, grounding you, anchoring you, purifying you. So that you become more and more relaxed here and now. Feeling more and more in your true essence. And you begin to notice that you're floating on your back in this vast ocean and you just allow yourself to bob in the water feeling completely at ease the sun feels so good the the rays of the sun are just the perfect amount of heat to make you feel even more and more relaxed and yet there's not a part of you that has any fear around your skin being harmed or burned, you just feel so at ease in this water, just bobbing with the waves moving here and there. And you begin to move so free that you don't even notice, but somehow it's like you've fallen asleep And you wake up and you're lying in the sand and the sun is setting the most beautiful rich sunset so many shades of pink and purple and blue and orange and yellow, like the entire rainbow has appeared in the colors of the sunset. And as you stand up and dust yourself off, you find yourself wearing the most elegant outfit. You're not even sure where it's come from, but you just feel so at peace and so whole. And you look to the west, to the setting sun, and then you look to the other side of you and you see this large, large step pyramid. And you just feel this really fierce sensation to begin to climb it. So you do. You begin to walk step by step going up this pyramid. And with each step that you take, you reflect on your life You reflect on some of the most significant moments of your life that somehow bring you all the way back to childhood. You reflect on your lineage and the ancestors in your lineage that you can feel them all around you as you're walking up step by step. And as you walk, you turn every once in a while to look at the sun setting further and further until it's completely disappeared and the sky becomes darker and darker. And as the sky becomes darker and darker, more and more stars appear. So many stars. It's like a carpet of stars above your head, And you're just in complete, utter amazement as you walk step-by-step, going up step-by-step. And as you move, so many visions begin to come through you. You're not sure if they are yours or your ancestors or who they may be who they may belong to however you just have the most rich imagery coming to life within your consciousness as you continue to walk step by step and you find yourself just looking the your jaw is like almost at the bottom of the pyramid the base of the pyramid with awe at how many stars and the Milky Way is just dancing so beautifully. And the stars, it's like they're alive. And you feel this magnetic pull to the stars as you continue to walk step by step up so close to the very top. And As you're walking, you feel this magnetic pull and it is vibrating within every cell of your being. You feel so alive and you reach the top of this pyramid and you sit at the top cross-legged and you close your eyes, and immediately you find yourself journeying through the stars, swimming almost, flying almost, moving through time and space, journeying where you are filled with this pure, starry consciousness, full remembrance of who you are and who you've always been you remember you remember everything and these tears of pure joy slowly move down the cheeks of your face at this remembrance of the beauty of creation and you continue to journey finding your source of origin in the multiverse and you continue to journey now feeling as if you're coming closer and closer back to earth and as you do you see the transformation of star to human and the agreement to forget these starry origins and you begin to cry more tears at this forgetting, knowing that you too will forget how interconnected and how awe-inspiring all of creation truly is. And you find yourself consciously aware of your physical body again seated at the top of this pyramid and you feel a presence you feel a presence behind you this being seated it is a full presence however it is not a physical body and you stay seated and you tap into this energy realizing that this is your ka, this is your energy double, seated here behind you, supporting you, so radiant and so strong and balancing the duality of who you are And you allow your spine to sit up a little taller and you allow yourself to sink a little bit back to be supported by this magnificent force that is you. You in your complete wholeness, you in your complete divinity, you dancing like Aung San Wahe Guru, a trillion, 30 trillion cells, dancing with this pure divinity pulsating. And you begin to feel you and your ca merging as one through your spines, and you begin to feel the swirling going in a clockwise and a counterclockwise direction multifold, and you begin to see through your inner eye. All forms of sacred geometry and you begin to see the cells of who you are radiating with this ancient primal wisdom and you feel the sacred breath of life you draw the sacred breath of life in and you give thanks you give thanks for this. May Isis heal me as she healed her son Horus of all the pains which were brought on him. Thou great enchantress, heal me. Save me from all evil, things of darkness, from the epidemic and deadly diseases and infections of all sorts that spring upon me, as thou hast saved and freed Horus. Free me from all possible evil, hurtful things of darkness, from epidemic and deadly fevers of all kinds. And so it is. Dive in with me at earthseedtemplearts.com and you can follow me on Instagram at earthseedtemplearts. Thank you so much for sharing Sacred Space. My prayer is that we as individuals awaken to the reality that each one of us is a hologram for the collective. By being fierce in our authentic truth, we have the opportunity to elevate life on this exquisite planet Earth